Dr. Homebrew is brought to you by Five Star Chemicals, providing safety and cleaning supplies for brewing, distilling, and winemaking at fivestarchemicals.com. Dr. Love. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. Welcome back. It's another fantastic edition of Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we, I think we're over the, the buzzword from the last episode, which was lignin, lignininin, lignininin. Lignites, like coal. Lignites. Oh, it's right. like coal, everybody. Right. Don't coal, you know that? Which used to be wood. Oh, right. The word right. was lignini, though. Lignin-y. I don't think that's a real word. Lignininy? It's huh. lignininy. It's like a blockhead. You lignini. Lignininy. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I read we that. We had a month to think that up, too. I think I read that in Hamlet. Remember the word of the day on, on the old TV Herman show? <laughs> yeah, every time we all scream, scream every, every time, time we yeah. hear the yeah. word. The word is lignany. You read Hamlet? <laughs> well, I saw the movie. The German. Anyway. German? Uh, welcome, everyone, to Dr. Homebrew. Uh, my name is JP, of course, and with me, as always, Lee and Brian. How you guys doing? Hey. Doing good. Still? Still. Happy. I like that. Happy. Yeah, I, like I like hearing that. you guys are happy. It's, one of, it's going to be one of those happy shows, I'm sure. I think it is going to be one of those happy yeah. shows because uh, I've had a lot of beer and then we have more beer to drink and, and then we have even more beer on top of that to drink. Um, and we're not even going home. We just brought sleeping bags and a couple of kegs. Yeah, I have yeah. a hammock. And uh, we have lignany beer. Yes. <laughs> yeah! Of course, all of you will be downstairs. I'll be up here in the suite. You like uh, to think that. <laughs> Um, before we get started, I want to thank our fine sponsor, Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com. Um, everybody knows fivestarchemicals.com, of course. They do the PBW and the Star Sand and all the kind of fun stuff um, that keeps our equipment clean and sanitary so that we can produce some high-quality home brews. Everything else is up to you. I, I feel that's pretty much how it goes when you use the you know cleaning equipment. It's uh, or cleaning uh, uh, ingredients, cleaning chemicals. They do all the work, and then the rest is up to you. You know, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Do you know what that means, Brian? He's well, thinking it's, about it's uh, they're <laughs> you know chemical mechanical cleaning is a combination of you know the chemical that helps to loosen the the soils on your equipment and the chemical act of scrubbing. If you don't use the right chemical with it, you're going to have to do a lot more scrubbing. Right. That's what I said. Basically, right. Yeah. But Save left. your elbow grease for something else. <laughs> Lifting tw- 16 ounces, you know? Right. Yeah, there you 16 go. ounce curls. <laughs> right. Right. Anyway, uh, if you haven't heard of Five Star, go check them out. FiveStarChemicals.com. Go to your local homebrew shop. They probably will have it. If they don't, yell and scream and throw a fit until they bring it in that day. Uh, it, it is really worth it. You can't clean and sanitize with a one-step kind of cleaner. You need to do it both. You you need to do it one at a time. Clean first and then sanitize. Five Star Chemicals. Dot com. All right, we have a, a kind of a cool show for you today. Uh, not only do we have in-studio guest judge Chris from the SF Brewers Guild, right? SF Homebrewers Guild. SF Homebrewers Guild, excuse me. There is a Brewers Guild, but those guys are pros. They are pros. Okay. And then, uh, but we also have a brewing team, or brewing partners, as the the sensitive word of the day, um, in Derek and Chris. Why don't you guys uh, see if I got your mics on? Thanks so much. Good evening. Nope. Try that now. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Keep talking. Thanks for having us. It's great to be oh, here. There we go. There we go. There. <laughs> Woohoo. Oh. Testing. Testing. All right, Chris. Try me again. Okay. Uh, we are here and ready. You're here and ready? Why do you sound so weird? Is that just you? Try it again. I, I might there sound we go. weird. There I kind of a weird sound again. <laughs> That's there it. There we go. Right. Oh, Lee's up now. Yeah, I think oh. Lee's up. Better than less than better than less. Huh. I've never ran all of the mics at once. This will be a very <laughs> interesting show. We've got six people in the studio. We're challenging your skills. Nobody man. scream too hard into the mics, please. Groundbreaking. We won't break the Excuse mics. Me. All right, so you guys are, are local, and you're you're not only a brewing team, they're not only homebrewing friends, but you went to college together. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly and, what we told you not to bring up. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't care. Um, uh, <laughs> see, th- there's a thing in radio where if you don't want on the air, you have to say, 
this is you, off you air don't tell only. it to them yeah um and not only not only did you go to college together but you you guys drank so much bud light that you won a dartboard it was actually budweiser but yes. budweiser yep <laughs> you, you have your standard i do I okay do. um and then not only so you guys have known each other for a long time not to say that you're old but uh uh, you've known each other for a long time, uh, but you're also married to, I think it's the same girl. <laughs> wait, wait to make it uncomfortable. No, we, we're married to twin. You're twins. married to twins. That would yeah. be weird. How did that happen? How did Bud you Light. do that? Yeah, it was well, the Bud Light. The Bud Light. <laughs> how did how did you meet? Who met who met the sister first? Uh, so I met my my wife uh, Je- or Lindsay, not Jessica. Lindsay. Oh. Wow. Oh. <laughs> I won't make the obvious Freudian joke. Go ahead. No, I met Lindsay back in college when I was living with Derek uh, down at Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo. And uh, when we both moved up to San Francisco, he met Jessica. And uh, it worked out for hmm. both of us. And Did you set them up? Were you, were you talking with your, your girlfriend at the time? And you're like, look, this, they'll it work was, out real well. It was pretty well. awesome. We were, we were hitting up for a birthday party in San Francisco. We were living down on the peninsula. And uh, I gave Derek a, a call and said, hey, I'm in a limo with eight girls. And uh, it's just me. <laughs> And uh, so if you want to come hang out with us, you're more than welcome to. He met us up in North Beach. Is that right? Yep. Fuse. And uh, we showed up. He pounded a couple of cocktails, hopped in the limo, and uh, it's, it's been magic ever since. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure when she tells the story, it's much more romantic. Oh, no, no. No? We, we met at a bar. <laughs> and, oh, okay. And they made out at Snowdrift. But, we know, did. That's a, that's a whole different story. <laughs> well, when I first met Derek, he pounded some cocktails. I don't think it went that. I don't think it goes that way. You know what I mean? I think it's a we little. We were going to send this out to our friends. I don't think we're going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They have to know. Let's Everyone has so, to know so, the story. I'm, I'm sure your other friends will take care of that. <laughs> change yeah. the subject. Yeah. So, so how long have you guys been uh, brewing friends? Well, so I, I was brewing first. I started when I was uh, younger than I could drink, and mm-hmm. you know, had a few few batches when I was young, and when I. Derek moved up to Seattle. He got more involved with brewing. Yep. I was uh, moved to Seattle, Jesus, uh, probably eight or nine years ago. Um, just recently moved back. And uh, so I grew up in Fairfield in the shadow of uh, you know Budweiser. Um, I remember on my 21st birthday, my dad took me to the Budweiser tour, thinking that I had never drank beer before. Uh, that was uh, not not to be true. Um, <laughs> this is really the whole, good. Yeah, all, all the oh, staff recognized. This you. is amazing. <laughs> exactly. So um, yeah, but moved to Seattle and and uh, that was right when kind of the Seattle beer scene was going starting to go crazy. Yeah, and yeah. got into home brewing. Um, brewed one batch or two batches of uh, extract. I remember the first one. It was snowing outside and we couldn't cool it down fast enough on the stove. So we put it out in the snow and packed you know packed snow around the pot. Um, ended up being one of the, the, the better beers we brewed in Seattle, um, but instantly knew I, you know, I loved it. Um, nice. and, um, as Chris likes to tease me, I've got an addiction to stainless steel and I can't seem to stop spending money on this damn hobby. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, I, I, that does happen. I, yeah. I do get to reap the benefits from that, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. I moved up to my cooler setup and I'm having a whole lot more fun <laughs> And importing all that snow from Seattle yeah. probably gets expensive after a while, too. I think, right? Yeah, so we, I moved back about a year and a half ago and took over pretty much the entire garage. And uh, Chris and I try and brew every two weeks um, as much as our twin wives hate it. But it's it's, it's a hobby. It's a passion. Yeah. I just need a hobby, man. Looking forward to this, actually. We, awesome. We need some help. Great. Well, uh, let's see if we can give that help to you. So we have two beers from you guys. So you're going to be running both segments. One is an American IPA, and the other is a vanilla sweet stout. And uh, and one you said that you have problems with and you need, actually need feedback on, and the other you just are curious to see how well it would do like in a competition. Or yeah, something. I think, um, I mean, for as long as Chris and I have been brewing together and even, uh, even back to uh, my Seattle days, just have not been able to make a good IPA, something that I've mm-hmm. been, or that we've been proud of. Um, as, as terrible as this sounds, I've dumped out more of my own IPA than I, I care to remember or, or, or think about. Um, so in this one, correct me if I'm wrong, but we, we, we had a bunch of, you know, we had some weird flavors. We had some weird, just some weird stuff going on and we decided, okay, we're going to strip this thing out. We're going to make it super simple and try and get rid of, we kept getting this, um, I don't know. I, I characterize it as a kind of a strawberry yogurt flavor in a bunch okay, of our well, beers. Okay, let, well, we'll stop there, and, and we'll no. let the judges get into it first. Okay. Uh, we don't want to taint any of that. No, no, I agree. But I just wanted to say it's, but, uh, it's a simple 
simple malt build, simple hop build. Yeah. We're just trying to be super simple and see if we couldn't figure some of this stuff out. So, um, definitely. Yeah, we're looking forward to some comments. Yeah. Yeah, You came to the right place. This is the house of simple. We are all simple here. Uh, at least I am. And, um, throughout the whole next segment, I'm just going to be drawing on this pad of paper. Uh, anyway, it's Dr. Homebrew, everybody. When we come back, we're going to jump into this IPA and see if we can't help uh, Derek and Chris, the Wonder Twins, out. Uh, back after this. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit fivestarchemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today hey woolly i'm beat can we find a nice tree to just hang out in for a while you're beat i've been swinging through this forest for 50 years ever since we ever since we first escaped from the circus i know i know but there's got to be more to life than exploring this creek and trying to populate the valley by copulating with loose hairy girls Mark, we stop look what is that? It looks like a man-made treehouse. With fresh food. And craft beer. Welcome to the Creek Monkey Tap House, boys. Grab a seat. Creek Monkeys drink free. <laughs> awesome! The Creek Monkey Tap House in Martinez, California, takes their mission of fresh food and beer seriously. They only serve locally raised beef and chicken, as well as local sustainable produce. It's better for you and the planet, and it just tastes better. The beer and wine at Creek Monkey Tap House are chosen with the same care for the highest quality and rotate frequently to make each visit an adventure. Swing on in to the Creek Monkey Tap House and enjoy a new legend of amazing food, beer, and wine. The Creek Monkey Tap House, online at creekmonkey.com. Come along now. It's time for your medication. everyone welcome back to the program this is dr homebrew i'm sorry i was uh, debating whether or not to get chris into more trouble than he clearly already is going to be when he gets home i do love trouble <laughs> uh, all right so we have this uh, american ipa brewed by Derek and chris and it is uh it does have some flaws in it apparently and the judges here are going to go over that lee why don't you start us off Oh, you're going to pick me for this one huh? i'm going to pick you for this okay one. great because i totally bought into it i actually liked it but given what he said when I was listening to him talk there, I whoa, where am I? Uh, I was probably totally wrong. So, all right. Um, what did I think about this beer? Yes, I thought it had kind of um, a very interesting aroma, especially listening to what he had said a few minutes ago. Low for the style, perfumey gingery hops with bigger peach mango notes. Mm-hmm. And my thinking on this, it was likely hops. Um, Wait, uh, can I read my own writing here? Sure. Um, if you can't, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, peachy mango notes. I was actually thinking they had picked some interesting new fruit bomb hop varieties and had hopped the shit out of it like a regular IPA. Yeah. Um, but since it wasn't all piney and citrusy, they had used pretty much just that stuff mm-hmm. rather than, you know, Cascades or Centennials or, or you know, Simcoe or this anything like that. of Mosaic. An XP six two three one, and we, right. we told you what it is. Right. And we'd have to kill you. <laughs> right. So initially, I spent the first couple minutes in this beer thinking this isn't even an IPA, and then it's like, no, this is this is like a fruit hop bomb IPA, and it's got the intensity. And even though this is weird, this is totally style. It, technically, kind of, it's, it's like a TKO. You know, they totally got style, but right. use hops that just do not smell like anything. They're like hops. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. It almost kind of there's like a banana candy, banana cream. Yeah. 
Yeah, banana it's like orange and banana cream and mango and peaches. Of course, if they're going to turn around and tell me it was all Cascades and Centennial, I basically just totally blew this one. But You should turn anyways, your card in at that point. Yeah, I'll turn my card in. I'll turn it into like something weird. Um, <laughs> um, Work of I, art. I, after all that, I couldn't really tell if there was any ferment esters in particular or so fruity. Um, um, yeah, no DMS to asshole. Pretty clean otherwise. Parents, it poured a large, moussey white foam, which persisted well, which was very nice. Brilliant clarity. It was very clear, gold color. So I can see their notes about making a very simple recipe. And actually, I think that's fine. It is on the pale end for an IPA, but I think, personally, I think that's fine. Frankly, personally, I like the ones that are a little paler. I don't like too much dark malt messing up the beer for an IPA. It just gets in the way of the hops. Mm-hmm. Flavor. Or, not everybody would agree with that, but I, I like that actually. Flavor. Orange cream ester hop flavor profile with hints of pine, just hints. Tropical pineapple mango, medium bittering the balance, gets more bitter towards the finish. Malt flavor is clean, base malt. Uh, No ferment esters were distinguishable from the hops. No DMS diacetyl, slightly sweet finish. Um, Again, I I was sort of going with the concept that this was an interestingly hopped beer with a lot of hop intensity on the fruit, but not much on the stuff you traditionally look for. Mouthfeel, medium to medium high body, medium carbonation, no stringency, some clean alcohol warmth, medium high creaminess, does well there. I thought it was very interesting and enjoyable IPA, provided it was an IPA. Um, a strong hot presence um, is almost unidentifiable as such as it is so fruit flavored, but with that thought in mind, that is hop dried fruit, it actually becomes well balanced as an IPA. It's clean and enjoyable. Um, it explores some interesting territory, such as fruity hop profile, that it seems almost a fruit beer and not an IPA. It's like, uh, it took me a minute or two to really tag on to that, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it's, it's like if you want to brew fruit beers for guys, you know, it's, just called, it's an IPA. And they'll buy it. But, we were, oh, yeah, we use these special hops. They're very fruity. You know, we were so talking about that. get into it, yeah. Uh, you know, during the break, it's like uh, you just put anything, you put the tag word IPA yeah. on anything and you'll sell it. That's how Session IPA. Right. It's like, come on. Yeah, it's water IPA. IPA. You know, right. yeah, you'll sell a lot of it that way. <laughs> Motor oil yeah. IPA. Uh, there is a touch of some kerosene dank sort of aromas as it warms up. So it's not like totally just fruit bomb. But they weren't that strong and they definitely weren't really that detectable when it was colder. Um Really good, but definitely an oddball beer. Um, maybe if the fruity hop cups that we're getting out now become more popular, we'll see more beers like this. Um, the only other thing is I thought maybe it could use a little bit more of some nice clean bittering to properly position itself as an IPA. It was a bit is a bit in the sweet, not so bitter side for an IPA. So I think it could use a little bit of a boost there. And in the end, I actually thought, you know, given that I was considering all that fruit was hop aroma... And a hop flavor, it had the right intensity. It was unusual to me, but those varieties, a lot of them are American. Some of them aren't. I figured I'd better give it the benefit of the doubt, and I scored it a 36. It's actually pretty good if you wow. take that in mind. Of course, if it turns out that you guys, because you didn't tell us, use Centennial and Cascade, I'm full of shit, and i got to cut the score in half. But, <laughs> you know, we'll find out sooner or later. Exactly. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah, careful. Ooh, just careful. Out some exactly. uh, <clears throat> we have a phone call. But we don't have a call screener. Okay. You want to take it? Let's take the phone. Let's roll. Let's see who's on the phone. Caller, you're on the air. Caller. <laughs> caller, caller. Yeah. Oh, we had a caller. I mean, usually we get, like, sales, sometimes we get sales calls, but they're not on the main line. So these people were on the main line. So they must have called in the direct number. We're trying to fill a cabin. Oh, well, sorry. On a Caribbean cruise. Anyway, Brian, go ahead. <clears throat> yeah, we need... I was wondering if we need like um, you know the nice judge, and then we need like the the Good cop bad cop the jerk judge. Like this beer was rubbish. I thought it was just stunk to the high heavens. You brewed this beer. You should give up your mash tun and why go home. Why is he English? I don't know yeah. Simon Cowell or whatever. I don't know who's that guy. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I had half a dozen people tell me when I told them I was doing this show. <clears throat> one of you's got to be Simon Cowell. Yeah, it's yeah. not take me. Baths. I hate no, that guy. Actually, not you take but, baths and buttermilk. We're right. both gonna just. We'll call it like it is, but, but Brian a, can be this in a more polite way. Um, we'll tell you your beer sucks in a polite way. <laughs> That's what we do. Uh, you know, the the beer had a low, uh, lightly citrusy, but yeah, it was it was a more more towards the floral and earthy hop characters. I thought too, it was just kind of an odd, 
um, combination of hops to me in the in the aroma. And uh, the esters, I thought it was cleanly brewed. The esters are kind of apple pear, kind of neutral to me, medium low and smooth. I didn't get any diacetyl or DMS or anything. Um, it, the the malt flavor is just a little bit wordy tasting to me. It comes across as just like kind of a like you know tasting a little bit of unfermented wort mixed in with the beer kind of a flavor. Um, the hops are really not what I expect for this style. They're not you know sit, brightly citrusy, grassy, or dank. It just has this an odd hop character for an American IPA to me. Um, the beer is, is pretty. It looks good, perfect for appearance. Um, uh, in the flavor, you know, it was multi-sweet, kind of a little too sweet for me. It had a pretty good caramelly malt character, and um, but you know, the balance was slightly the hops. It just wasn't really like, hey, this is an IPA. You know, where the hops are not coming through the way I really want them to. It kind of finishes medium sweet, and I think that's detracting a little bit from it too. Uh, the hop flavor is a little perfumey, like Lee said, and, and floral and a bit herbal. It has not, again, not what I expect. Um, the bitterness was kind of in the right place, kind of medium high. It was pretty good. Seemed to have kind of a minerally water profile, making the, the, the bitterness that is there, which is at the right level, just a little rougher tasting, a little, a little more harsh in a way. Um, mouthfeel wise, it was medium bodied. Uh, had a little hint of astringency from the hops, but not too much. A little bit of alcohol warmth in there. It doesn't seem too heavy, but it's, you know, it's, it's firm enough on the strength to be an IPA and seems to be in the right range there. Um, yeah, not very creamy or smooth, but, uh, you know, um, overall, hmm, it was a, a pretty, pretty clean drinking beer. It just, doesn't meet the IPA profile as well as I'd like it to. It has has you know pleasant fermentation profile, but it could benefit from being a bit drier in the finish. And you could do that by adding a little bit more, um, a little bit of corn sugar or more more corn sugar if you're using that in the um, in the boil to dry it out. And you don't have to add it during the whole boil. You can just add it towards the end. So you get you know as you increase the gravity of your wort, you're going to extract less hops. So you know if you added more corn sugar at the, the very beginning, you'd, you'd want to bump up your initial hop addition a little bit maybe to make it come out the same bitterness but uh you know um a pound of corn sugar in a five gallon batch isn't going to hurt this beer it'll and and you know just make sure you keep your yeast as happy as you it seems like your fermentation was fine so i don't think it was a yeast issue um i would use the freshest hops you can get your hands on and use the more you know u.s citrusy piney resiny hops that you you know that that will be more typical of the style and if you're if you're we can talk about water additions if you're doing any water additions like adding gypsum or something maybe you could experiment with adding um some different mineral additions if you need to get a calcium source in there like you know calcium chloride might give you a little more smoother around it instead of making that the hot bitterness come across a little a little harsh in this i don't know um or it just could just be the, the water where we live sucks sometimes for certain beer, beer styles and <laughs> yeah, it does it yeah, it might be. It's generally where we live is a little better for darker beers, I think, too. So that'll might maybe lead into the next segment. Um, but yeah, so overall, it's a pretty pretty decent beer. Just not what I expected for the style. So it lost a few points there. I give it a thirty-one. Um, yeah, back off the bittering addition a little bit on this one too, and let, and do more late hop additions and dry hopping with really fresh hops, and do a whirlpool. There's a lot of tricks you can do with hops, but yeah. Uh, to coax that flavor out of them. All right. And they Chris. probably did all that, but, you know. Well, we'll find out. Uh, after Chris, though. Chris, why don't you give us your uh, your opinion on this beer? Yeah, so um, I was a little I was a little tougher on the, uh, on the, on the scoring here. I guess when I tasted it, um, I definitely get these, like, candy-like um, mango and peach and sort of passion fruit flavors. Definitely, you know... When I'm judging an American IPA and I and I take that first whiff, it, this is definitely not what I think that I'm going to smell. Um, really didn't get any citrusy, piney, resiny American hops from it at all. Um, yeah, I, I I I think so. On the flavor side, I I kind of also get those candy-like fruit characters characteristics, and mm-hmm. also like a pretty intense cereal like breadiness um 
which I'm guessing, you know, if you guys really kept the malt um, bill very simple, that's probably just all pale malt or whatever, no caramel, then that's probably where that comes from. Um, Is that a flaw? Is no, that- it's not a flaw. Okay. No, you can you can you can make an IPA like that. I like, um, I guess, unlike Lee, I like them a little bit more to have a little bit more caramel like backbone mm-hmm. to uh, support a, a a sort of a sharp bitterness. Okay. Um, and and that would be my main complaint about this beer after just sort of the 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 odd hop profile is that to me it was not balanced in the in the way that an IPA should be. Um, you know, I'm not a master judge, so maybe you should listen to those guys instead. But um, my feeling about this beer is that it it almost reminds me more of like a British bitter, where you know you're gonna get like this grainy, bready malt profile that is almost. Um, you know, it's called a bitter, but it's actually pretty malty. Um, and that's, that's kind of where, that's kind of what I get from this beer is, is it's just a little more malt balanced than I would, than I normally think an IPA will be. Mm. So my score was a 25. Um, I definitely like the fermentation seemed clean. You know, I, I, I just think it might be a recipe thing or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Interested to hear definitely how you made it yeah. yeah if you guys want to uh, jump into the recipe we have a question from the chat and they want to know what yeast you used so this, this was a fun fun build i mean it was one of those things and maybe this is one of those unfortunate deals where we we try and experiment more than we really should have when yeah. we, we well, your stuff like this that's what we do you can do and, that yeah, and right. so we showed up at uh hop tech homebrew which is our little local local shop there in dublin and they had a, a fresh shipment of gig yeast which is the new local guy that's uh running off the peninsula and he had Nor- yeah. norcal ale number one and we figured what what the heck we'll give Let's it a it. shot yeah and so we we picked that up and we had a a, a good quick fermentation it was solid uh we hit our numbers pretty solid and it, it was a good good deal okay excellent i've made i've made a few beers with the giggy stuff and it's it is excellent good okay yeah. Great. That, that guy's doing some good things uh well uh yeah get in the recipe if you want you already yeah, said yeah. It's, it's two malts so you guys were uh were were interested in <clears throat> some of the uh well, ingredients right so mm-hmm. um it was it was 48 pounds of uh two row and six pounds of uh of crystal how many gallons yeah, it was, it was um, it's a 20 gallon batch, 20 gallon batch. so we went about sorry we went about 80 20 or uh, i'm sorry 90 10 yeah, for okay. our, our two row to our our crystal 20 edition um Brian, as you said, liver water sucks. It's, <laughs> it's rough. It's groundwater. It, it's not easy to brew with. So we use all RO and actually build our water back okay. up. Yeah. And so it, we use uh, we use Beersmith. We we try and pick a, a general IPA profile. And so we're mm-hmm. building. There's quite a bit of gypsum going yeah. in. There's quite a bit of calcium carbide or cal- calcium carbonate that, that goes in there uh, to to build that water back up to an IPA profile. Yeah. And you know, I think you guys are right. After <clears throat> excuse me, after listening to you again, we went. We wanted to go super simple on this thing to try and fix some of the issues that we were seeing in some of the other IPAs that we made. Um, we bittered with uh, four ounces of Apollo at at the boil, sixty minute boil, um, and then we used, I guess, a, a new blend, um, Buzz Bullets. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. They're thing. out of Yakima Valley. Buzz it's, Bullets. It's, yeah. Buzz yeah. Bullets. Buzz Bullets. Buzz Bullets. So we so used, there it is. So There's the, uh, <laughs> the weird, so we used, uh, weird we used four ounces of buzz buzz bullets at uh, ten minutes, and then four ounces right basically at one minute, right at right at flame out. And uh, wow. these, so it, these guys were the guys we met when we were up in Yakima. Right? Yeah, so we, we were up in Yakima, and we met yeah. these guys, and they said they were going to send us some samples down, and and this was one of the samples, and we actually pulled it out, and it did have that kind of floral characteristic that you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh-huh. But I I thought it was a really kind of nice hop maybe it doesn't fit the style but i, I thought it was kind of a nice smell and nice 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 aroma hop and so we decided to throw it in there and yeah, right, see yeah. What we were we were gonna go with you know the simcoe's the cascades the, the yeah. amarillo the kind of classic pine exactly right, and then right. and then chris was like no no i want to use buzz bullets buzz and i'm bullets. like so you've all right man let's buzz roll bullet ipa buzz bullet ipa <laughs> so, although not evidently it's not quite an ipa so um, well, I, I, well, I don't know, know. i mean does it, so, if, do you have any information on what uh, is this? What this hop is supposed to do? I don't know. You guys can I've look got, it up. I, yeah, I've got it, some. Info I can't look yeah. it up. It's not in the hops book. It's I'm a, sorry. No, it's, it's, I, I'm sorry. It's I'm not in the hops book. Pretty sure it's a blend. Uh, it's a new it's proprietary well, it's a blend it's from yeah. Yakima Valley. Yeah. Uh, it says aroma, citrus, and floral uh, notes. Uh, alpha acid between twelve and eighteen. 
That's all it wow. says. Yeah. So he, they somebody mentioned it was a it was a Citra derivative, but I can't speak mm-hmm. to that. So yeah. it, it had a lot of the characteristics of so who knows Citra. So kind we of don't blend. really even it definitely know. I mean, it, yeah. it definitely did not have well. I mean, I've got no know. comparators for. It. I've never yeah, heard of this exactly. Right. It, it didn't have you know citrus notes that I that I got. Well, I got oh. a lot of orange. Oh yeah, okay. That is a lot yeah. of orange, but it was yeah. it was more like orange cream soda, or like, a, like you know, like orange oil, circus peanuts, like the foam orange <laughs> peanutty. You know, no. Okay. So, so yeah. what I'm hearing, okay. what I'm hearing a little bit is our, our experimentation might be going a little yeah. too far on this IPA. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. I mean, it just you know, you used a different hop that no one's really heard of, and and uh, maybe it wasn't the right choice. But it sounds like everything else you guys did was fine. It yeah. sounds like yeah. the fermentation was yeah. fine. Your grain bill was fine. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's the, hops, right? that's the biggest thing. I'm <clears throat> in, in listening, to you guys. That's the biggest thing I'm happy with because I'm I'm very focused on fermentation. You know, the yeah. the sanitation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and if that's, that's the not process. the problem here, it's the process exactly. And that's why we tried to sim- simplify this thing so much. Is to make sure it wasn't a process issue. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, a recipe formulation issue. I think, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, the balance, the, the the sweet to bitter balance. I well, we've got some conflicting opinions. You you might want to ratchet a little more towards the bitter side, the sweet bitter balance. But other than that, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's it's very clean beer. It's very nicely yeah. done. Yeah. You guys, awesome. you may have inadvertently stepped into a gold mine here. <laughs> I mean, come on, you. The twins. You tell them you made to, to, to knock on the stereotype. You made the the orange cream mango beer because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it tastes like. The transition uh, beer. That's right. Uh, do you guys have uh, any questions for the for the judges? Well, so I, I got one. I mean, yeah. it's you know, and this is we've entered a number of contests. We've gotten feedback on a number of our beers, and it's really hard to, you know, just listening to you three today. Lots of different ideas going through my head about how to fix some things or change some things, but you guys all have different opinions, all have different feedback, all have different, you know, different advice. So I guess, yeah. you know, if I could look at you guys and say, what's what's the one or two things that that Chris and I should work on with this beer, yeah. um, or IPAs in general? Let's let's go that route, right? Because give, give, give them the top your the the top takeaway here. Well, yeah, beer. it's all, with the IPA. It's all about coaxing the flavors out of the hops. So you want to. Um, you know, read some of the articles about Pliny that are out there, and and the, you know, the, um, and you want to maybe try. I would say to try whirlpooling. You know, at the end of your your boil, when you add your last hop addition, add it at zero minutes or whatever, and just whirlpool the hell out of it if you aren't already. And then if you transfer to secondary, I would add all the dry hops in the bottom of the uh, the secondary fermenter and transfer on top of that so the beer kind of swirls around and pulls a little more flavor out that way too. <laughs> and you can even, you know, gently without adding any oxygen kind of rouse the carboy to, to push those hops back up in suspension a little bit when it's sitting in secondary and it's dry hopping for your seven days or whatever you do. Got it. One, one, one comment on this one too is we didn't do any dry hopping. Yet. Okay. I mean, you guys could probably tell. And also blend yeah. hops. Yeah, maybe Buzz Bullets is going to be the ultimate next big thing, and I'll eat my words later. But <laughs> I don't particularly care for that. And I made an all Sriracha Ace IPA one time, and it it tasted weird because it was just one hop. I like yeah. blending, blending a few hops that you like, and you know, choosing for the the characters that you like to pull out of each one to, and finding the balance that works best for well, you. Got I, mean, it. I think the hops were, they tasted fine. They're not terrible hops. Maybe they don't work in this style. Um, well, that's kind of what I was going to suggest, actually. If, if you're trying to figure out how to get a style like this right, maybe stick with a hop you're more familiar with so sure. that you can tell when you get it right because it's got the flavor and the aroma right. you're shooting for. It. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard to tell that if you've got a hop you've never had a beer of before, you don't know what you're going to get. Totally. And so once you've got that and you figured out that process, then go back and throw the buzz bullets in and yonder you know what you're going to get. Totally. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. Oh, and you probably don't have carboys. You guys are using the big stainless cylindroconical thing. Correct. Yeah, Derek does blow have some, a, blow some CO2 st- up into the bottom, and, and, and that'll push those hops up in there, too, you know? Perfect. Awesome. No, thanks, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. Chris, do you have any parting words for the guys? Uh, I think I think, I think think it was covered there, you know? For me, I would just I would add a little bitterness, more bitterness. Kind of more caramel, yeah. you said, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like them a little more caramely, but that's that's a personal thing. I would never dock someone for my personal tastes. You know, it was mostly, I, yeah, that, that 20 caramel was coming through pretty subtle. It was like a honey-like flavor, and it, it was a little kind of wordy tasting. Yeah, and 20 yeah. is a very low, uh, light, lightly, uh, you know, 
uh, roasted um, uh, crystal malt. So yeah. you could you could just stick to the same amount and just use a forty or something like that. Got it. There you go. Cool. All right, everybody, uh, stay tuned. We'll be back with uh, Derek and Chris's um, excuse me, vanilla sweet stout. Back in a moment. Downtown Joe's, where everyone is welcome, especially if you like drinking and tasting beer. Head brewer Colin Kaminsky's favorite beers are the Tantric IPA and the Double Secret Probation IPA. But you'll have loads of others to choose from when you redeem your exclusive Brewing Network savings. Downtown Joe's is the best brewery destination and the hottest night spot in Napa. Colin invites all homebrewers and fans of craft beer to stop by and enjoy the great food and beer. Whether you're in the mood for riverside dining, live music, or just hanging out at the bar to meet a person of the opposite sex or a person of the same sex, Downtown Joe's has exactly what you're looking for. And now just mention the Brewing Network to receive a dollar off your beer at Downtown Joe's. That's right, take a dollar off every one of their great selection of craft beers, including the Lazy Summer Wheat, Golden Thistle Porter, and the Triple Dog Dare You. Come to Downtown Joe's and enjoy the laid-back atmosphere of Napa's best brew pub. Visit downtownjoes.com right now for current beers, the live music schedule, or to drool over their delicious menu items. Downtown Joe's, your neighborhood brew pub where everyone is welcome. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contracts, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the uber-special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. The examination. All right, everybody, welcome back. We are on to Derek and Chris's uh, vanilla sweet stout. I don't think I've ever had a, a, a vanilla sweet stout. I feel that's, um, I don't want to say ambitious, but uh, I feel like I've never, I've never had one like that you get a lot of vanilla porters and yeah you know yeah sometimes uh it, it is time to undeprive yourself I don't know. <laughs> is, you is might, it a deprivation issue you or might get some vanilla uh, and a clearly an avoidance yeah no, clearly no it can't be an avoidance if you ever seen one before no that's what i mean i've right. never ever seen one so, so it's not an avoid you're not unavoiding you're undepriving true. you should be able to put a vanilla in any kind of stout you want mister just one vanilla uh, yeah if you like to <laughs> fine but only yeah, in right. the safety of your own home uh, Brian, take it away. Actually, let's let uh, Ken Chris lead this one off for us as our guest judge. That's sure. what I said. Chris, take it away. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, uh, when we, when I first started judging it, it was a little cold. And uh, I thought you were about to tell us a story about your first judging session. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, what's going no, on? No, this, this beer in particular. Um, and I say that because as it warmed up um, and, I, and I checked the aroma again, I got a huge blast of vanilla in the nose um a lot of coffee like roastiness a uh, very very sort of dry unsweetened chocolate character mm-hmm. um very bright acidic cherry esters um no hop aroma no diacetyl no dms and no alcohol in the nose the appearance is pitch black Super dense, creamy, dark tan head with uh, long retention, uh, nice lacing in the glass. Um, for the flavor, I th- I w- I thought that the uh, the strong vanilla flavor was was uh, pretty intense. There's uh, the bitter coffee and chocolate roastiness that sort of the nose promised. Great balance. Um, it's it's a it's a very sweet beer, but the bitter roast, uh, roast roasty malts 
give it a nice balance actually so it's got a lot of big flavors um it has a, a surprisingly clean finish um it, it sort of it sort of finishes sweet but then has a lingering dry bitterness in the aftertaste um and you and, and you can still tell there's a little vanilla going on then as well the mouthfeel is a medium high body it's super rich and dense uh medium carbonation very very creamy uh like i said that bitterness sort of dominates the finish it's almost like a little touch of astringency from the from the uh roasty malts um no alcohol warming in the throat so overall impression uh this this beer has just big things going on in a whole lot of different places that balance beautifully so so it's it's really sweet it's also really roasty and it's got that dense mouthfeel uh, but with a great balance between them all. And it hits that sort of uh, sweetened espresso character that that this that the mm-hmm. um the sweet stout, you know, sort of that you would like to hit with that for that style. So right. I really liked that. Um you know, the style can can range from being fairly sweet to being quite dry and bitter. And uh I would say this one leans, you know, to the sweet side. Um that's that's quite quite nice um i think maybe it makes it a little less drinkable like you're you're not gonna have like multiple you know pints of this beer that's not something you would ever get docked for in judging um just just my you know part of my overall impression um let's see yeah so i i think that vanilla character was a little bit over the top and i would say that my experience judging and and making uh, beers with spice additions is that that's like just so common for homebrewers to do that. It's very hard to sort of figure out, you know, what's going to happen when you put all that in there, and then, and then uh, sometimes it, well, frequently it ends up being over the top. And uh, I don't know if if everyone is going to agree with me on that, but uh, you know, in the end, I thought this was a fabulous beer, and uh, gave it a thirty-eight, which is uh, in the excellent range. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Great. Brian, why don't you uh, take over from Chris? That's a pretty good description there, I think. Um, yeah, so it has a nice mellow presentation in the um, in the aroma. And, it, you know, the roast, roast grain and, and that dark chocolate you were talking about, nice chocolate under, underneath that. Uh, you know, the roast the roast comes up first, and then, then you know, um, a lot of other darker flavors that are, and, and aromas in there. Yeah, nice. Um, anyway. No, no real hops in there as as you would expect for the style. Uh, Esther's kind of clean and fruity, just kind of neutral um, to me. Uh, it's a very dark beer, nice, nice and black. You can't really, it's nearly opaque, but it, you know it looks clear when you look at the edges of the glass. So, um, yeah, the flavor really wowed me. I like, I, I liked the aroma. Yeah, looked like a nice beer, nice and inviting, and and uh, just uh, it just pounds you with this wonderful roasty sweet malt up front and the vanilla right up riding up there right with it you know and and it's the vanilla is strong it's it's very prominent so if you entered this you definitely would want to enter it as a special team not just a stout it's like oh we brought a stout (laughs) (laughs) well you brought a wonderful vanilla sweet stout and that's exactly what it is it meets you know you read down the the bjcp style guidelines it has all the elements you want to hit with there that uh, Chris already mentioned a lot of, and really fresh vanilla taste. I like that. Pretty smooth flavor. Um, in the body, it's pr- quite creamy, and, and it did. I, I agree that it did have a little hint of astringency, but it's hard not to get a little bit when you're using a beer with this much dark malt. So, um, you know, mostly smooth and only a little bite, but uh, nothing to detract too much there. Seems more like the you know, there's a couple different versions of style. There would be the, the style of sweet style you would get in the UK locally, which would be a little mel- a little tamer and a little less bold. This seems more like the export version of the style, just a bit on the bigger side. And you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, as a judge, you have to find something to complain about on the beer. You know, just <laughs> that, you could fix that astringency, um, either backing off the roast malts a little bit and doing it more like the you know the local uh version of the style and also probably adjacently backing off that vanilla a little bit if you did that um or 
yeah, and and or control your your sparge temps and pH and all that fun stuff, which you guys seem like you probably know what to do there. But um, yeah, could you could coax a little more body out of it too with a slightly higher mash temp? It it was it wasn't thin body, but it was pretty. It was medium full, but it can go from medium full to full with a fur beer with this much flavor in it. A little more body might be nice, but I gave it a forty. I really like this beer a lot, and it's an excellent oh. beer. Thanks for sharing. That is awesome. That's a good score. Thank you. <clears throat> now we wait for Lee to just blow it up. Lee, bad cop. Oh, I gave this about a 15. Let's yeah. go, Simon. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Simon Cal up. Well, great. Well, we'll go to a break, right, and then we yeah. come back. We'll, uh... right. No, I, I, I pretty well agree with what the, the two guys said here. Um, very nice, sweet stout, good flavors, well-balanced, creamy, smooth, had the, the nice chocolate with a little bit of coffee cream. Um good amount of sweetness which you want in this style um the vanilla edition i think was mostly pretty good um as it warmed up it became a little bit more intense i i think it's the sort of thing it's kind of you know you have to calibrate to your audience if you like stouts cold this is probably fine if you are a believer in serving stouts at more close to room temperature it might be a bit much depending on your threshold for such things and your room. um and sorry and your room. And your room. What's the line for you, from you? It depends on your room. It depends on your room. That's yeah. right. And for your room space. temperature. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your room space, your headroom, your headspace, all those things. Yes. Uh, what? I don't know. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just yeah. let you go. I just let you go on and on. God damn it. Where's my leash? So, yeah. I mean, the vanilla edition might be a bit much, depending on some people, but it's it's not like the over-the-top vanillas I've seen in a lot of, lot of stouts that people throwing vanilla into it it just gets kind of nasty. that is true it can be a lot, um, it can be a lot more intense yeah, yeah yeah and a really nice creamy mouthfeel it's just just wonderful i mean you guys really killed it on the recipe on this one um the one thing other than the vanilla where i thought maybe it could be a little bit improved i thought the ferment character the cherry ester of this thing was a little over the top it was very fruity and and for me that actually kind of got in the way of enjoying the the coffee creamy roastiness of this because it I was kind of Almost like Big a, ester. Like a Dr. Pepper cherry cola yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 I think it would be better if that was throttled down a bit. So maybe a little bit cooler ferment temperature uh, or a better, bitter, bigger yeast pitch or something. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I other it, it wasn't a big deal, but I think that if that stepped out of the way a bit, this would be a better beer. But I still gave it a 38. I thought it was excellent. Great. Good job. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. I'm going to chime in here real fast because I like kind of darker beers. Um, when I first tried it, I got like a, almost a seaweed hmm. thing going like on. Umami character. Umami. Yes. Uh, yes. That's what that is. Um, it kind of went away. Uh, I would I would actually like to see some oak in this. Mm. Nice little wood balance. I think that would help balance out the uh, the sweetness. You could You could do the vanilla. Um, but you know, some oak cubes, maybe bourbon. I don't know. You could how, borrow how Chris's bourbon a, barrel. Let's blend a tequila barrel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm unfamiliar. It might be a little over the top. Yeah. It might. Uh, it might. It might be hard to get one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Of course, you get one of those old balconies barrels and, and use them a few times. Just dose it up with some tequila. Yeah. yeah. If you were going to use oak, I would dial back the vanilla because the oak will give it some vanillins of its own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And it might even balance, uh, not balance, um, it might even uh, give the vanilla some more depth, too, because you will get the, the, the vanillinins and, and stuff like that. So That's true. Was you this get that from the oak, and then you get the actual... Is this Tahitian a, like, or Madagascar? Vanillinins? Vanillinins? You know, I actually wrote an article on oak, and I forget exactly the... I think it's vanillinins. It's vanillinins. It's vanillinins. So Vanillin. what kind of vanilla Whatever. did you guys use? Uh, it was from Madagascar. Madagascar. Yes. I love that movie. I was, I was betting Tahitian. Ah. Was it really? But it, then it was. It was. Yeah. Okay. Nice. So yeah, what we did, uh, <clears throat> we took the vanilla beans, we split them, um, and let them sit in a little bit of vodka. Yeah, it was for about, smart. Yeah. For about two yeah. weeks, and then added it once it was in the keg. Did you scrape the seeds? We out? didn't. No. We left them in. Yeah. No. Um, and actually, this this set of vanilla was the second batch, so it had been actually sitting on there for probably two months. So that may be yeah. where where we're getting the you some know, tannin dryness. How did you, how did you decide how much to put in? 
Um, the, the same way we decide everything is yeah. a wild guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we, we did, uh, you know, we, we looked at some recipes online to try and figure out what the, the appropriate level would be and, mm-hmm. and made our best guess. Yeah. To, this to was our, our third, I think our third version of this beer and I've done a bunch of porters with vanilla in it as well. Um, so on this batch I added a little bit and I tasted it and I didn't think that it had enough and then i added a little bit more and maybe i added too much but so it worked um, out to about a pint of vodka with uh, yeah i want to say yeah. six beans in it that sat for yeah. about a month and, and a half month. of that went into a five gallon barrel hmm. uh five five gallon keg so from a recipe perspective i don't know if you guys are interested we had uh yeah. 20 gallon batch um 35 pounds of maris otter five pounds of chocolate two pounds of roasted barley um and then we had four pounds of uh milk sugar and that was up okay. from three cool. the last time we did it because wow. we wanted we wanted more cream we wanted more yeah. you know got uh, that coffee you nailed that yeah yeah, yeah. and then uh, seven ounces of uh, Fuggles at boil for sixty minutes and then three ounces at flame out and we used um, Nottingham so I'm oh, wondering cool. you, know, yeah, you made a comment around the cherry esters yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if you guys have had any experience with with this yeast and producing that kind of ester. What did you say your ferment temp was? I'm sorry. Um, I think this one was, I don't have it on this phone, but I think it was uh, probably 66, 67. That's mm-hmm. typically where we're at with ale use. Right. I, personally, I haven't used Yotting, Nottingham yeast that much. So I don't really have a, a good feel for it myself. Um, given that it pumped out that much cherry, it's not like you've got any Munich malt or anything here. So yep. it's probably coming from the yeast that, yeah, you probably should either, you should probably reduce the ferment temp a bit. Although 66 isn't that high, but some yeast might get get that estuary there. It also depends. You did a, you said a 30-gallon batch? 20. 20. 20. And how are you controlling the temperature on that? Um, so I've got big uh, Kenmore freezers, mm-hmm. and then we've got the conicals inside with a uh, temperature with probe. The probe right inside. Going okay, straight down so the that's center. what the nice. temperature was. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a bigger pitch of yeast might help so yeah. you're not stressing them so I, much. I think that's, that's what Chris and I were talking about when you guys were giving us the feedback. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did you handle the yeast? Uh, did you do a starter? It's a it's just a dry yeast, direct pitch. So, did it's not expensive to throw a couple extra packs in there if we feel like it would yeah. be a uh, little five. How many five gram packs did you put in? It was four for a twenty four. gallon. Yeah. Okay. Did you rehydrate at all, or yeah. you just sprinkled it? Oh yeah. In? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. yeah. You know, I had 15, 20 minutes before maybe I think yeah. something. We followed the directions on that one. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, eight. Yeah. eight. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, any other questions for the judges? Well, I guess uh, building on the yeast question is, you know, everybody's worried about underpitching. Is there overpitching? You know, if we went ahead and added two more, would that have any detrimental effects? I think it's, it's so hard it's to hard, overpitch yeah. as a home brewer. It, it, uh, it, well, it is, but in that. theory, but I, I think the risk you start running there, you start make, maybe getting into things like having a lot of residual diacetyl. Sorry. More acetaldehyde left behind, and you'll have bigger problems if you get any autolysis at all. Um, so, so my my thought on that is that most of the flavors in the beer are created during that early period where the cells are dividing, and yeah. and if you pitch in so much yeast right out of the gate that they're you're not going to get a lot of that activity, then you might end up with a beer that really doesn't have those esters that you that you do want. But generally speaking, I would say that most homebrewers underpitch. So, yeah, yeah, okay. that's a good point. Just finding that finding that balance. I, and I guess the other question is: I mean, we we ran this and we added vanilla to about half the batch, and the other other batch we think is fairly nice. Do you guys really think the vanilla adds something to this, or should we maybe look at just doing a, a true sweet stout? I think the vanilla adds something to it. I really I agree. Like, I like it. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's a nice mellow flavor that melds nicely with the sweetness of the uh, of the stout. It just it works nicely together. It's it's nicely balanced that way. So yeah, keep it awesome. Thanks, guys. We we definitely appreciate it and appreciate the comments. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks yeah, for bringing you. it. Thank I have you. to point out too that Chris is wearing a really cool hat that has a beer opener on it. <laughs> um, for those of you that can't see us on the radio, yeah. But, well, you know, everyone. Pointing visual stuff out on the radio is probably a good. You sound like uh, me on the air. You sound like me I on just, the se- on the on the session. I think the hat is cool. I have my I have flip flops with a beer opener on them, but when I try to open it, sometimes 
it's hard to like lift your foot up and like get the beer <laughs> under there at the right and fall angle over. and, and, yeah. and you have to balance in or yeah. spill beer on somebody. That's just the worst idea. So really? hat is a really good idea. Yeah. You really yeah. want to pop a beer open after you've walked into I don't know who knows what. Got you right. <laughs> you got to move the dog shit out of the way first. I and then you got to stand on one leg yeah. while you do it, and you've already been drinking. Come on, that's just ridiculous. This is just getting ridiculous. All right, everybody, we're gonna take a break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to do a little rundown. We're also going to sample a nice, tasty beer here and uh, kind of exit the show in stylish fashion. Dr. Homebrew, hang on a second. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, more beer social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. I'm sorry to tell you this, but we're going to have to pour you out. Back to Dr. Homebrew. All right, everyone. Thanks for hanging out with us. It's Dr. Homebrew. Uh, we're going to run down all the beers first. Uh, but first, we have, uh, we're have we drinking a nice, juicy Lost Abbey beer. As soon as Derek finishes pouring that thing, I'm going to... It's the track 12. I'll, I'll this check is it track out. 12 of the Ultimate right. Set release. Yes. So series. if you remember, uh, as part of Club of the Year, winning Club of the Year, because the Brewing Network is a, a, a club, as everybody in this room knows, and should celebrate on a regular basis... <laughs> Uh, we won uh, Club of the Year for the third year in a row. I don't want to brag or anything, but uh, you know, I had a lot to do with it, clearly. Um, but okay. as part of the prize for that, Lost Abbey gave us um, the, this ultimate box set, which basically they just they brewed a bunch of beer. They brewed like 13 beers. They named them Track, so we're drinking Track 12 right now. And uh, they're kind of influenced by certain songs. I, I, you know, if I was a good broadcaster, I would have looked this up a long time ago. Uh, but you can do it. You just Google Track 12. I mean, to be honest, there's not a lot of information about these beers at all. Um, but uh, anyway, so it just simply says Track 12, Ale Aged in Oak Barrels. And I'll put it on the foam cam. It's a non-fruited sour. It's a blend of three beers aged in oak barrels and inspired by Black Sabbath's epic 1980s. 1980 hit, Heaven and Hell. See? Yeah. I'm glad that someone here knows what the hell's going on, because I don't. Um, anyway, so uh, what we had done, uh, in case people are going, no, you said that you would send those out to the clubs or whatever, uh, we did pick 13 winners, and I sent out everybody's beer. Uh, but Steve in Santa Rosa, God bless you, he wrote in. He goes, you know what? I don't want it. I don't need it. I think he said, maybe send me the bottle. So I'll have to say the bottle. Uh, but he said, try it on Dr. Homebrew. He likes the show. Thanks, Steve. And uh, so yeah, he well, is the reason we are you, drinking Steve. this beer right now. So, Steve, cheers to Steve. Cheers. 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 
clink. <laughs> what are your uh, What are your impressions of this beer? I haven't tasted it yet. I just keep putting my nose in it. It has a so wonderful sour. Cool. Ooh. Nice. It's a very nice, it's kind of a mild, almost citrusy sour over a light caramel backbone. It is, and yeah. Some brett. Yeah. La- yeah, nice lactic. Uh, like a Meyer lemon kind of lemony, like yeah. almost a lemony sweetness. Pineapple-y. No. Yeah. And a rich golden yeah. color. It's nice. It's very nice. So for a guy that doesn't drink sours, this is amazing. <laughs> oh, you don't drink sour beers? No, this oh. is, I really don't like them at all, and this is really, really good. Really good. Seems like there might be a little bit of Brett in there. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, but it's a little, <laughs> yeah. but it's not like a gnarly barn, like crazy, you know, no? sweaty one. It's just no. there's some pie cherry pleasant. in here, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. Brett Lambicus, maybe. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice. Wow, good job, thank you, Steve. Steve, oh, you wow. missed out, dude. I got to tell you, <laughs> you've made a terrible mistake. Uh, Steve won a medal in the uh, in the German pills category. I, I don't have notes if it was first or second round, but uh, so you know we took all the, the the people in the first and second round who entered as a club and just randomly pulled them. So Steve again, man. Uh, yeah. You know I have some I have some like leftover swag too, Steve. So shoot me an email or I'll email you back uh, and see if you want you know anything else. There's like a little. Uh, piece of vinyl there's a you know a record with a logo on it and kind of yeah. stuff like that so you know i'll just send that stuff to you i won't even ask this five um, pound solid gold pendant he'll send it with an empty <laughs> bottle and all that stuff will cover come covered with yeast yeah it'll be dregs. fine yeah but uh seriously steve thanks man that was really really nice of you and this is a, a wonderful beer uh, a little apricot like thing in there that's mm-hmm. cool next time uh next time i see you i'll owe you a beer uh anyway let's run down these other beers from uh the partners uh, one was an American IPA, and uh, basically just focused on the hops. The hop selection, I think, was really key in in, in driving this. Um, but uh, a few guys had had noticed maybe a little drier in the finish. Uh, Brian, you're talking about adding a little corn sugar in there. Um, you know, y- using more of a, of a pine and, and, and citrus leaning hops. Um, maybe check out your mineral additions a little bit. Reduce the bi- uh, there. There was actually a little discrepancy between reducing the bitterness a little bit. Uh, and adding more late hops or or increasing the bitterness, right? Or did I get that wrong? I think I I suggested the backing off the bitterness a little bit. Lee said maybe bring up the bitterness a little bit. But I think to me it was just the bitterness was kind of at the right level, just coming across a little harshly. So mm-hmm. maybe backing off the minerals would take care of that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the the yeah the sweetness wasn't a little issue there. And um, you know it's not a bad idea overall to start with a pretty simple recipe, and you can. You know, you can go crazy and do kitchen sink beers all day, and then you're not going to taste anything in them. You're going to get kitchen sink of flavors. But, you know, start simple, add, bump up one or two things at a time that you know need adjusting, and see where you land, and then make other adjustments from there. Well, I I think also you're not going to learn anything if you do that, too, right? If you just throw in everything in there all the time, you have no idea what's going on. But you can know your variables. They make good beer that, you know, the process, process wise, both beers are pretty clean and, and, and good. So they know what they're doing. This one was just a, was a recipe and process issue. Um, you know, working to get that hop flavor, coax a little more hop flavor out of that and definitely dry hop it for an IPA. All right. And then, uh, shifting on over to the vanilla sweet stout. Um, there wasn't really so much to improve on and it was, it was a really, uh, you know, pretty high scoring beer. Um, we did comment maybe, Controlling the, the fermentation temp a little bit, maybe dropping that a few degrees. Uh, considering less vanilla, maybe throw some oak in there too. But you know that's just subjective. Uh, what do you guys think about that beer? That one was really nice. It's a pretty killer sweet stout. Good base recipe. Uh, nice lactose addition. Um, it really balanced that out well. Had wonderful flavors. Uh, for me, the the ferment temperature might have been a bit high. This it just had this cherry character this cherry ester that was strong enough was starting to get in the way of some of the other things and it wasn't overwhelming but if that was throttled back some it would let the roast just sort of come through without the competition that it was getting from that cherry and it would i think it would balance out a little nicer that way all right uh any final uh, questions or words of encouragement or now, praise we, for our judge panel here we're super happy i mean they, this is we, we were fighting our process and that was what we were really concerned with and they, that that was great to hear that there's no process issues we need to work on our recipes for ipa a little bit and yeah. we're yeah. ready to roll yeah and 
anytime you guys want to have us back, this is way better than the feedback we get. Yeah. Uh, you know, nice. <laughs> will, during normal contests, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So I will say definitely one, appreciate yeah, it. Just one more thing water wise is, you know, uh, the Livermore water, I brew with it all the time and you can, you can make some good beers out of it too. Uh, starting with RO water and building the water up from scratch is a very complicated way to do it. And if you can coax a, a great beer out of that, that's great. Um, just the regular water that you know that comes from the ground has some micronutrients that are going to be missing from that RO water, so you're not going to be able to add back everything. I would maybe add a small, try adding a small percentage of filtered local water to your mix, and you'll get those, some of those micronutrients back. If you do mostly RO still, that's fine, but I think it might benefit you to blend a little bit of that in and, and try some of the same recipes and see how they come out. Awesome. it's a good idea. Thanks. Thanks for that follow-up, Brian. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> you did great. We're simple, but we try Gold to be smart. <laughs> Lee, thanks again, as always. Chris, thanks for joining us, man. That was very cool. It was my pleasure. I would love to come back anytime. Sure. Good group, yeah. Yeah, excellent. And uh, thanks, guys, for, for making the treks from your various locations and bringing all the beers. Uh, wonderful time. And especially thanks to our sponsor, Five Star. You can get everything you need to clean your beers, clean your, well, not clean your beers, but you know what I mean, clean your equipment and all that kind of stuff, fivestarchemicals.com. But really more importantly, if you're shopping at any sort of reputable homebrew shop, they will carry Five Star, uh, PBW, Star Sand, Sandy Clean, Iostar, all that kind of stuff. So check them out, fivestarchemicals.com. If you're interested in being on the show, shoot me an email, jp at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you want to insult me there too, that's fine. And uh, yeah, if you, uh, I will get back to you and... um, I think this beer's getting to me. I'm going to go. I'm going to go have another one. It's been Dr. Homebrew, everybody. Until next time, take care of each other.